This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Please forgive me for bolting in there at the last minute. We just wrapped up our annual parish meeting, and I did okay, except I picked the wrong color stole, and it's too short. So, <laughs> Otherwise, we're here, right? So we're good. This morning, I feel like I have a bit of deja vu. For several weeks in a row now, we have been reviewing the stories from the week before, building up this one question to the hearer. Who is Jesus? Starting all the way back on the Feast of the Epiphany, Jesus was revealed as the light of the whole world. Then at his baptism, God declared Jesus as God's beloved Son in whom God is well pleased. Then John the Baptist described Jesus again, his baptism, declaring that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Then Jesus begins to gather his disciples, and the question then turns to them, who do you say that I am? And when they finally acknowledge that Jesus is the Messiah, finally, Jesus can get around to talking about what Jesus thinks that actually means. So our gospel lesson for today is the Sermon on the Mount. It is Jesus' first sermon in the gospel according to Matthew. It is his map for the future. And it is a strange road map, to be sure. It rejects all of the reigning models of political and social power. Blessed are the poor in spirit, he says. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek, those who, are hunger, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemaker, and the persecuted. And as we hear this, we understand a fundamental thing about being a follower of Jesus. It is contrary to everything the world teaches about power. When we claim Jesus as Lord, our lives are no longer our own. And grasping for power on the world's terms it's just not an option for us. Our life in Christ leads to a life of letting go. It leads us into a constant quest for mercy and peace. Now, if we were of a different Christian tradition and were able to have sat down this week and chosen texts to follow for the Sunday that followed, the worst rash of mass shootings that we have ever seen, and then followed immediately after that the release of a video of people in positions of power and authority misusing that power in the most heinous ways. We could not have picked more fitting and pressing texts. The gospel lesson and the lesson from the prophet Micah whisper into the din of fear and pain and calls for retribution. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Those who mourn. Those who seek peace. And oddly, in a far more daily way, 
The text could not have been better chosen for the rest of the work that we're doing today, both our annual parish meeting and baptizing a new sibling in Christ. As we review our work of the parish over the last year and think about the work we are called to do in 2023, we hear the same whisper, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the peacemaker, the pure in heart, the persecuted. And we can hear the Beatitudes as a full-on job description for the newly baptized. So 2022 marked several things that called us into a Beatitude life. As we return more fully to on-site worship, it required, still required us to pay close attention to COVID protocols, caring for those who are the most vulnerable around us. The return was gradual, but lovely. As we restored the passing of the peace, as we had the common cup once again, learning once again how to be in community, in proximity to one another. And for a while, it felt like we were all in the eighth grade again at a dance. <laughs> like we just don't know how to behave when we're this close to each other. <laughs> and while we return to worship here in Bethel Hall, the restoration of historic is humming right along, as we just heard at our meeting. And at the time of this preaching is on time and on budget. So, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we also, this last year, we had the grand opportunity of welcoming a group of pilgrims from the Anglican Diocese of Malawi, with whom we have had a partnership for over 20 years. And we are moved and inspired by their presence and our commitment to this partnership was strengthened and renewed. By the end of 22, just in the last two months, we have been receiving photographs of the maternity clinic in Mendonte with equipment in it, with beds in it, with water, with solar, with everything they need to start offering medical services in early 2023. This has been 15 years in the making. What an amazing And likewise, we've all, seen, we've all seen a slow return to direct service opportunities here in our, in our community of Austin, giving us more and more opportunities for beatitude living as we seek and serve Christ in all persons and respect the dignity of every human being. This past year, we've also seen the fruits of a consistent and committed efforts addressing racism and racial justice. This is the culmination of over two years of intentional work by our anti-racism task force. And recently it was designated as the Racial Justice Committee and now a standing committee of the vestry, further deepening our commitment to truth-telling, growth, and justice. 2023 will see us expand both our outreach efforts and this anti-racism work as we further the addition of a new full-time staff position called the Director of Community Engagement and Advocacy. They will help us learn how to live like the Beatitudes, Beatitude living. This last year, we also expressed a lot of grief and a lot of gratitude for the ministry of folks on our staff whom we love dearly, but who had completed their work with us. Santi Rodriguez completed his curacy 
while David Stevens, Arit Umani, and Bob Gribble all entered into retirement. Then we had the joy of welcoming Kristen Braun as our curate and had the pleasure of hosting her ordination to the priesthood just a few weeks ago. 2023 will witness us grieving and giving thanks again as we prepare to say goodbye to Amy Menke, who is preparing to enter her own curacy, ordained to the diaconate, and God willing, the bishop consenting, and all the things that are on the invitation to the priesthood. All of these things will have led us and will lead us down the mourner's path, to be sure, but also into a life of joyful gratitude, beatitude living. And during all of this, there has been a large group of volunteers who have been scheming and planning over a year for a year-long celebration of our 170th anniversary, 175th birthday as a parish, which is right now. This whole year, this, these events will carry us all the way through 2023, culminating in a parish pilgrimage to St. David of Wales at the end of the summer, and then with a bishop's visit in October as we celebrate the Feast of St. David in the newly renovated historic church. Meanwhile, all along, committed work and creativity continues in all the ministry areas of our parish. Some of it is staff-led, some of it is volunteer-led, some of it is ad hoc, some things are high profile, others are quietly doing faithful work day in and day out. It is inspiring and a bit overwhelming to think about how much is being accomplished by this amazing parish. The Holy Spirit has carried us along day after day, week after week, and continues to do so for 175 years now, and who knows for how much longer into the future. As we lean into 2023, I am certain about one thing, no, two things. I am certain that the world will offer us more chances than we want to mourn and hunger and thirst for righteousness and to stand with the persecuted. It will also offer us more chances than we deserve to practice kindness and meekness and purity of heart. It will offer us endless opportunities for beatitude living. So every Sunday this this, every year on this Sunday, I get the formal chance to do what is always true in my heart, which is to pause and give thanks for the fact that I have the immense pleasure of being the rector of this amazing parish. I am surrounded by beautiful, creative, patient, and kind people. I am surrounded by parishioners and staff and visitors and partners in ministry and all of that makes my life full and meaningful and beautiful. God's love is making that so. The abiding presence of the Holy Spirit is making that so. You are making that so. And I thank you for letting me do this work. And I love you all. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.